Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Rise up, be off to the potter's house. There I will give you my message. I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, working at the wheel. Whenever the object of clay which he was making turned out badly in his hand, he tried again, making of the clay another object of whatever sort he pleased. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Can I not do to you, O house of Israel, as this potter has done, says the Lord? Indeed, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, house of Israel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed are they whose help is the God of Jacob. Blessed are they whose help is the God of Jacob. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God while I live. Blessed are they whose help is the God of Jacob. Put not your trust in princes, in man in whom there is no salvation. When his spirit departs, he returns to his earth. On that day, his plans perish. Blessed are they whose help is the God of Jacob. Happy he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them. Blessed are they whose help is the God of Jacob. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus came to the neighborhood of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptizer, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And you, he said to them, who do you say that I am? You are the Messiah, Simon Peter answered, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of John. No mere man has revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We approach, brothers and sisters, another national election. The entire House of Representatives of the United States of America, the law-making body as provided by our Constitution, is on the ballot. Likewise, one-third of the United States Senate, part likewise of the law-making body, indicated in Article I of our Constitution, 
is up for election. Likewise, many governors, state legislators, school boards, mayors, and many others at various levels of government, judges included, who will impact our lives, the lives of our children and grandchildren, the lives of our friends and neighbors for years to come. And Jeremiah has a message for us. You notice what the prophet saw when he looked at the potter there molding the clay. The Lord spoke to him there saying that this was a symbol of the destiny of the nation. The destiny of the house of Israel. You are in my hands and I can make of you whatever I want. Now, if we go further in that passage, we read these words. At one moment I may decree concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will uproot and tear down and destroy it. But if that nation against whom I have decreed turns from its evil, that I will have a change of heart regarding the evil which I have decreed. At another moment I may decree concerning a nation or kingdom that I will build it up and plant it. But if that nation does what is evil in my eyes, refusing to obey my voice, then I will have a change of heart regarding the good with which I planned to bless it. Usually we think of our hearts needing to change, to repent, to turn from the evil which we were intending to do towards the good that God wants us to do. And that indeed is key to our spiritual lives. Brothers and sisters, here we're reading through the prophet Jeremiah that God himself sometimes repents. That God takes his cue from us. Look what he's saying. He's saying, yes, you are the clay in my hands. I can mold you whatever way you want. But your destiny is actually in your own hands. Depending on whether you as a nation choose to do good, to honor me, to obey my covenant, or to do evil and to throw my words to the wind. I will follow your lead, the Lord is saying here. What a frightful responsibility he places on us for the good of the nation. Are we indeed waiting for God to either bless or punish the nation? Or is he waiting for us? The answer seems to be pretty clear here in this passage. Brothers and sisters, we face another national election. And the way that is good, the way that is true, the way that will bless the nation is laid out for us already. It's not something that is a secret. It's not something that is some undiscovered knowledge. We know the path that the Lord wants us to take when it comes to 
observing righteousness, protecting freedom, loving our families, acknowledging His decrees, protecting one another's lives, and right to worship Him in that freedom? It is as it has always been. The will and the Word of God, the path laid out to us, in fact, by our founders, who acknowledged Him as the supreme King of the universe, who acknowledged and entrusted themselves to Him as the God of providence, who looked to Him as the source of their rights, not to government, but to God, and who appealed to Him as the supreme judge for the rectitude of their intentions. Lord, we are trying to please You. The path is the same for us today. Observing His law, defending freedom, protecting life, ensuring justice, having courts that judge justly, having laws that correspond to the higher law, the law of God Himself. We have the gospel passage that I proclaimed where some are saying that Jesus was Jeremiah come back from the dead. For them to say that, the teaching of Jesus had to be pretty similar to that of Jeremiah. Likewise, some said he was Elijah. Elijah was the one who challenged King Ahab. Ahab was violating the covenant of the Lord. Ahab was setting up false places of worship whereby the people went to violate the covenant. And this is what brought disaster upon the nation in the form of the exile. When the Assyrians came in and took the the northern kingdom away and the Babylonians came in later and took away the southern kingdom and destroyed the holy city, Jerusalem and the temple. Scripture says this wasn't because of some political miscalculation or some military weakness. This was because of a spiritual problem, a moral problem, a violation of the covenant. Brothers and sisters, the nation and its destiny were in the hands of the people. God, the potter, was looking at them, the clay, and saying, I'm going to take my cue from you. I want to bless you. But if you turn on to evil ways and you turn away from what is good, you turn away from the path that you already know I have laid out for you, I'm going to repent. I, God, am going to repent and not carry out the blessing that I had planned for you. But turn away from your evil and do good, and I will bless, preserve, and prosper you. We said in the opening prayer of this Mass, a prayer provided by the liturgy, to pray for the nation. We prayed for the wisdom of our leaders and the integrity of our citizens. 
Brothers and sisters, wisdom for our leaders flows from the integrity of the citizens. In other words, as the bishops of the United States, the Catholic bishops said in their 1998 document, Living the Gospel of Life, we get the public officials we deserve. Their virtue or lack thereof is a reflection not only on them, but on us. The integrity of the citizens to vote for those who are going to observe the law of God, preserve our basic freedoms, acknowledge the truth, and keep our nation on the path on which the founders set it. The integrity of the citizens determines what kind of leaders we're going to have and how wise they are going to be. And then in that same prayer we said, may we have the lasting prosperity with peace. Whether we're going to have prosperity, again, depends on what kind of leaders we're electing, which in turn depends on what kind of integrity the citizens have. Same message as, I, as Jeremiah, same message as the bishop's document. It's in our hands. It's up to us. It's up to us not only what direction the nation takes morally, again the prayer refers to that, wisdom embraces moral good and truth, integrity does the same, but also in terms of the practical consequences, prosperity, peace. We are days away from our national election. Are we in prosperity? Are we at peace? Or do we instead see a nation that is dysfunctional? Do we see instability in the relationships between the nations of the world? And do we as a nation bear some responsibility for that? Do we see prosperity? Or do we see an economy in chaos and prices that are historically high and wages that are low and unreliability in our supply chain and in the day-to-day -day functioning of the economy. Do we see prosperity and security? Do we feel safe in our cities, on our streets, in our neighborhoods? and at our border? Do we have a country that works? Are we able to worship the Lord in peace? Or do we see an attack on our values, the weaponization of the very entities of law enforcement against people with religious and pro-life convictions? What do we see going on, brothers and sisters? We have a choice to make. We have a responsibility to exercise. The responsibility that Scripture places on kings and rulers to guide their people in the ways of righteousness are in the United States of America on the shoulders of the voters. We don't have kings.
we have people who choose their leaders. And by their own integrity, by their own virtue, by the citizen's own ability to discern right from wrong, we end up with leaders either who have wisdom or leaders who do not. We are in an unprecedented time of attacks on our freedom and our faith, attacks on our Constitution and our basic liberties and our basic security. But sadly, these are not coming from people on the fringes or enemies from outside the country. They are coming from people who are actually in positions of leadership in our nation, who actually have responsibilities to bring our nation in the direction of prosperity and peace and are doing the opposite. And that's why we recently had someone who was one of the Democrat presidential candidates in the primaries during the 2020 election. Again, in the primaries as a contender for the presidency, ending up leaving the party just recently. And she explained it this way. This is Tulsi Gabbard. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism, actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms, are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, demonize the police and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. In the midst of this, likewise, is that they pursue absolutely unrestricted abortion throughout pregnancy. The wisdom of the leaders, the integrity of the citizens, the direction of the nation in our hands as the clay in the hands of a potter. God intends to bless us. Let us not cause him to repent of that by making wrong choices in this election. Let us not cause him to repent of that by choosing in this election people who are going to throw his law out the window, trample down upon it, and pretend that they can be God. Brothers and sisters, we are days away. Let us vote wisely. Let us vote in such great numbers that those who want to keep our country on the wrong path will be completely overwhelmed and rebuked by the sheer numbers of those who rise up and say, no, we choose freedom for ourselves and our children. We choose to protect our cities and our streets and our communities. We choose prosperity, not recession and inflation 
and the destruction of our economy. We choose life, not the wanton destruction of the youngest and most vulnerable among us. Lord, give us the wisdom of the prophets. Give us the wisdom of your Holy Spirit. Do not allow any of your people to sit on the sidelines at this moment when we indeed, by our vote, decide the destiny of this nation. Bless us, Lord, with the wisdom and the integrity that are essential to our prosperity and our peace. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.